now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. Rookie running back breakdowns, part two. So we had some guys that uh, decided to say a senior. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But joining me this week, all the way from Arizona, Shevin Nooney. What's good, Chev? What's going on, Mike? Still weather is gray here, my man. Well, the weather here sucks. Thank you for rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> so... Speaking of crummy East Coast weather, Porkman, what's going on? I'm good. Thanks, thanks for that uh, that extra motivation, Chef, because we're definitely getting snow tomorrow. Oof. Yeah. Well, we get to work out and shovel. Yeah, that's that's fun. I want to do that on my Saturday mornings. Mm. Maybe I'll let my wife do it. I don't know. I'm a gentleman. What can I say? So I saved not the best. Well, Garrett is kind of the best. Let's let's get real. Saving the best for last. Garrett Price, America's sweetheart, hashtag national treasure. And from what I understand, he is also the fantasy bachelor. So that might be a new one to add in there. Garrett, can you tell us about the fantasy bachelor, please? Long story short, basically when when Chev was just a just a college kid and I was working down at at a good old Mid-America Christian University, uh, we had two RDs on campus. Uh, myself and one other lady and the lady was awful at her job and got fired like three weeks in. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I became the only RD for the entire campus and they're like, Hey, you need to, you need to like do some good activities that would like really incorporate like the girls on campus, not just the guys. And I was like, okay, like, what can I do? What can I do? And I like loved fantasy football. And so basically what I did was I created uh like the tv show the bachelor i created a fantasy version of that and there are there are other places that do that now it's a little bit different than what we do but basically i just took the concepts of fantasy football so you know you get so many points per rush and you know you get so many points for a touchdown and blah blah, blah and it all adds up I did the same thing you draft girls the first uh after the first episode you draft all your girls and uh then depending on how they do, like if they get a rose, they get 10 points. If they, um, you know, go on a one-on-one -on -one date, they get five points. If they get kissed on the lips, it's worth three, but on the cheeks only worth one. If they cuss at another girl, that's worth half a point. Cause some of them have really bad mouths. So, you know, that could rack up some points real quick. Um, so it's just, it's all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the season, uh, the team with the most points wins. I will tell you this, put my wife on the bachelor and pick her for your cursing girl, she will win you millions of dollars. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> she curses like a sailor. What can I say? She's I also it. in bed. That's why I can say that. So um, <laughs> it, let's, let's get right into it. Um, well, no, let's not. I want to say thanks again, everybody, for listening. Make sure you give a good rate and review on iTunes. Um, they're kind of like the Amazon of rating podcast they control everything so thanks again for listening lots of good things coming up this year so make sure you stay tuned but 
We're going to start with the national championship LSU Tigers and Clyde Edwards. Is it Hilaire or Hilaire? Does anyone know? Hilaire. Okay. I uh, won't lie. The first time I saw it, I thought Eclair, and then I got hungry for ice cream, and then I just fell asleep on my recliner. So he is 20 years old. He's five foot eight, 209 pounds. I'll tell you, what, he looks really thick for five foot eight, 209 pounds, though. So um, I like him a lot. But Chev, I know you're a fan of Clyde edwards alaire Let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, just just watching his tape, he is so hard to get down with just one player. I mean, dude is very elusive. Uh, he gets by people easily. I mean. Dude can juke you out of your shoes, so that's something you got to watch out for with this man. Uh, he's got some great hands. He's very physical with the ball in his hands, too. He's not afraid of contact. Um, I will say this, though. <laughs> Sometimes he was the nail and not the hammer during pass pro. So, I mean, that might be a little bit of a a little bit of na- a knack on him, but I'm not too worried about that. I mean, he has solid vision. Uh, he gets what he can. He tries not to bounce things out. Uh, I mean, I definitely just wa- love watching this guy play. I think he can be a three-down back. Um, I mean, that LSU offense was incredible. I know he battled a little bit with injuries, but, I mean, uh, he had a great season, and I definitely love that he keeps his feet moving. So, uh, I mean, I think he has a very bright future in the NFL. And I mean, if he, he can land in a good spot and start right away, I mean, he could rise up the board very quick. I can see him being a top-five guy possibly. So, Okay. Uh, Porkman, your thoughts on Clyde? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Chef was saying with that. <clears throat> I think from watching his tape, he moved, especially with ETN coming back for a senior year. I think he's going to be a top five uh, guy coming out this year. Um, he is very patient, but patient and very, very strong. Um, to me, I feel like his comp is like a, he's like a stronger Mark Ingram to me based off of uh, his hands and his routes. Um, but that Alabama tape, I love when he played Alabama, he was out there just killing them, hitting people with juke moves, hitting them with spin moves and just knocking people out their boots. So as I'm calling him the, he's right now, he's not, he's my second favorite sleeper as of right now. And he's the Fresh Prince of Air Lair in my book. Ooh, I like that. That's, that's good. You definitely heard that here first, everybody. Um. I think I know who your your favorite guy is, though, Porky. We're going to get to him. I kind of thought it was this guy here. I did, too. No. Uh-uh. no. It better not be Dylan. If it's Dylan, we're going to fight. It's no. not. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, <laughs> praise the Lord. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Hey, first right. of all, the, the only person that fights on this podcast is me. That's true. All <laughs> right. If it's, if it's Dylan, Mike will fight you. No, I will not. I won't. No, I like Pork Man. Um, Garrett, your thoughts? <laughs> Before I get your thoughts on Clyde, I do have one question. I thought I heard somewhere he was not supposed to be the starter this year. Is that correct? Yeah. Or was so, that last season and he worked his way into the role? So during he was the starter early on. However, basically everyone had penciled in John Emery Jr. to take this role. He was a five-star uh, recruit coming in. Everybody was hype about him. Even got a little bit of run early in the season. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire was just better all season long. And that was the thing. Like, everyone just kind of kept waiting for the next shoe to drop. Like, yeah, he had a good week this week. But, you know, next week 
and then next week and next week and next week and then the Alabama game happened and once that Alabama game happened it was it was all over he he showed the world what he could do and now um, you know both both Chev and Porkman said it but you know especially with all of these guys dropping out he is a lock for um, you know my top five backs in the class I think he's um, yeah. He, he can do a lot of things. He's he's very special with his uh, start-stop ability, uh, lateral agility, um, finding ways to maneuver um, and, and take on less uh, punishment uh, while he's running. So there's a lot to really like in his game. By far, I shouldn't say by far because there's, there's quite a few backs that uh, catch the ball really well, but I definitely think he's the top receiving back. Uh, in this class, and when you look at what that's going to mean as far as fantasy production at the next level, assuming it's in an offense that uh, features you know running backs in the passing game, he could put up a monster, uh, monster stat line in the NFL. So it'll be really interesting to see where he lands. Uh, but I really, really like this kid a lot. Very impressed. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with him too. Um... Do you feel, what do you think about his speed? I feel like he doesn't have elite top end speed. No, um, he, he'll probably run. I would guess probably high four four, so probably like four four eight, four four nine. Um, if I had to guess, I know uh, in his combine as a uh, coming in, he actually ran in the mid to low four fours, but I think he's put on some weight since then. Um, so I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing mid to. Um, upper four fours, which so is still very good. Right. Um, and like uh, Porkman alluded to before, um, he's not as fast as a Travis Etienne who did decide to forego the draft oh, and come heart. back for his senior season. Mm. It's okay because, like I said last week, he's not a three down back anyway. So. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's one of those things. Maybe, maybe he sees some flaws in his own game and wants to go back for a senior year and work on these things and become – you know, we, we do see some flaws, right? He's not the greatest pass catcher. Um, he could probably use some work in a few areas. So he's also probably going to be a lock to win another national champion. Well, I, I think that ended so. up having a lot to do with it. You know, Trevor Lawrence is coming back. And, um, you know, really the only guy they're losing from that offense is, is T. Higgins because uh, Ross wasn't old enough to be able to graduate. Amari Rogers was a senior, but he wasn't wasn't really a huge factor so yeah i mean that that whole offense is basically coming back as far as their their skill positions go and uh he got a he got a second to third round grade um by the draft committee um which i mean is kind of what most people expected most people didn't expect him to go in the first round um but they expected him to be one of the top backs in the second round there so uh and it's hard to be a first round running back anymore you know in a good year there might be one or two but um Yeah, it's interesting because there's a there's a lot of risk uh, by coming back as well. So uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, there's always risk. I mean, you think about it, you could get hurt in college, um, you could get hurt in the pros, but when you get hurt in the pros, you're still getting paid. That's the thing. You're still getting that money. So um, I agree with all you guys. What I just a couple points I have on Clyde Edwards, uh, fresh Prince of El Air. Um, I do like the way he moves between the tackles. I think he was kind of slippery. I thought he had a really good spin move. Um, one of the things I like, too, is he doesn't have a ton of mileage compared to some of these other guys that are coming out, like Jonathan Taylor. Um, so let's get into his stats. 354 carries for 1,993 yards. Now, most of that was this last season when he had 1,304. So he averaged 5.6 yards a carry. 
23 touchdowns, 64 catches for 541 yards at 8.5 yards per catch average, and only one touchdown through the air. But, um, you know, I, I do like the fact that he hasn't taken a massive beating um, like your Jonathan Taylors, like I said before, or even um, I know Ja'Kalen Dobbins had more carries than he did, so. Anything have it, or does anyone have anything else to add? Forgive me, I can't talk. It is late and I'm tired. <laughs> the only thing that I like to say is that I liked his progression throughout the year because beginning of the year he still he looked a little lost, like a like a chicken with his head cut off in the backfield. But as the season progressed, I saw a lot of uh, progression, and it's sky's for sky's the limit for him. Okay. Anybody else before we move on? I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we would have been talking about Kylan Hill next. Uh, he also decided to go back for his senior season. And I do want to point out that his middle name is Jatavian, <coughs> which I thought was pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I not only do I look up everyone's stats and film, I look up their full name. So, you know, yeah. if we got anything good. Yeah, next, <laughs> then you get the parents' names, then you get the siblings' names. Uh, Let's, let's not go crazy here, Pork Man. Come on. His favorite Pokemon. I mean, you just right. get Social it all. Security number. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be Mewtwo. <laughs> um, so let's go now to Anthony McFarland Jr. And he is a running back from Maryland. He's five foot nine, one hundred ninety-eight pounds. Is he related to Booger McFarland? Does anyone know? I, I hope not. thought he was at first, but he is not. Even though he's Anthony McFarland Jr., uh, which really made it seem like he was. Uh, uh, related, but he is not. Okay. Um, real quick, he's coming out after two years um, of playing football, but what I did read, I, I thought it was weird that he only has two years of stats and he's been at Maryland his entire career. So apparently he was in school for three years but only played two, which does make him eligible to announce for the draft, in case anyone's curious about that. Um, I would love to see what you guys think. I have some some critique of Anthony McFarland Jr. and why I think he should go back for a third season. But, Porkman, let's start with you. Um, I'm going to first off and say that I uh, I kind of hate Anthony McFarland for the wrong reasons, the way he roasted the Buckeyes last year. <laughs> That's true. He horsed uh, them in 2018. I watched I'll that game, you, and I was just struggling. What, that, so that was a game that I'm watching the film, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put this on, and I'm going to watch him run the ball 23 times for 34 yards. No. And I was like – 200 yards later, he's just still going. Yeah, but, okay, <laughs> so this is what I hate about Maryland, right? So we're we're Big Ten fans here, and Chev's an Oklahoma fan. Um, so the three of us see a lot of this. Maryland is the most frustrating team. They could be unranked and have a losing record, and they'll beat a team like Ohio State. But the second they creep into the rankings, they will lose to a D3 school in a heartbeat. Like, that is just what they do. There's no consistency in this team whatsoever. So it almost makes me wonder, should we be drafting guys from Maryland if they don't know how to be consistent in college? If you're bad, you're good. Just be consistent. I mean, Stephon Dix is from Maryland. Yeah, he's also always hurt. So he is consistent. He's always hurt. He's Consistently always hurt. hurt. He played every game this year. He's often hurt. Whatever. He's sometimes <laughs> hurt. I, okay, so I agree with Matt, with Dynasty Matt on this one. I am not a big Stephon Diggs guy. So that's just me. 
Well, you want to know why I'm not a big Stefan Diggs guy? Here's why no, I'm not a big Stefan Diggs know. guy. I don't Here it need, goes. You need to know, Garrett. Ah. Last year, as commissioner of the league, I had to process a trade an hour before game time, two hours before game time, where somebody got Stefan Diggs and they were playing against me. <laughs> so this is and a then, personal vendetta. This has nothing to do with, with Diggs and his, his Then abilities. he went off, and it was against the Eagles. So wow. I had to watch him go off against my favorite team and against my fantasy team. I mean, so he's good? He's a good route runner. <laughs> Porkman, your thoughts on Anthony McFarland Jr.? <laughs> um, I agree with you. He really should. I think he should come back for another year. Um, just to, I guess, to learn how to run a little bit better, be more patient. I think he relies a little bit on his quickness too much. Um, he is very small for his position, but he does have the speed that can hit the corner and um and and break break a huge run. Uh he does play pretty good in the uh on the goal line, but again, once you get into the league, you're gonna have to put some muscle on and play a little bit better. And the last thing I really have for him is that his pass pro is uh lack of better terms, but <laughs> Uh, he was just getting knocked back every time he's getting mm-hmm. back there, and it was just it was kind of it was kind of sad to watch. It looked like a like a little ant getting stepped on, but <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, I just had to turn the tape off. It's like, bro, you couldn't put in a bigger back to help me out. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> help can, me. Can, can I get a help me, please? <laughs> but uh, he he's he was um he's the type of guy that if he does get drafted. I can see him maybe doing special teams or being a third down back right now, but he can if he develops and learns how to actually run and not just hit the corners all the time. I think he can he can be something, but not right away. Okay, yeah. So he could be like a kick punt returner, third down guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so right now he's not looking like a ton of potential. He's looking like an RB three or flex play. Looks like a saying. looks like a project. Okay. All right. He's a stash then. All right. Yeah. Um, I like that. Chev, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just watching that Ohio State film, man, I mean, that first touch, I believe, is on Dynasty Nerds. It's just him looking like he got shot out of a cannon and going through a hole that a semi could go through, man. He took off. Uh, Like Porkman said, he's got the speed. Uh, I think he could possibly complement a bigger physical back. Um, But like you guys said, I don't see him being a three-down guy. Uh, he's he's still small. He's got quick feet. I mean, he's fast, but I uh, didn't really see him catch too much either. So, I mean, that's kind of a concern for me. Um, but, I mean, he looked real strong when he was running, um, but I just don't see uh, him being able to carry the full load. I think, like Porkman said, good guy to be like a three-down back or a third-down back and then also probably help out with special teams a lot for just how quick he is. Okay. Um, Garrett. So he is a he's a guy that's probably going to be drafted fourth, fifth, sixth round. He's a day three guy, um, and so you know we we do have to temper expectations. This isn't the same uh, type of draft capital that we're looking at with you know Jonathan Taylor or um, you know not Travis Etienne anymore, unfortunately. But DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, like it's not going to be that same level. Um, that said, I think I'm a little more interested than the rest of you guys are so far. Um, what you're saying is not incorrect. Um, not good in pass protection. Definitely undersized. Um, but what I like to think about is I like to try to think um, in two 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 roles. 
uh, when I'm when I'm looking at a guy being taken in the NFL draft. So one, I, I like to try to think of how would a GM utilize this player. Now, obviously, yes, he can be used on special teams, punts, kicks, that kind of stuff, but he can be used as a weapon. And I think that's what's exciting is anytime you have somebody with game-breaking speed on the field, they're looked at as a weapon. And he has that type of speed. You look at the Tyreek Hills. You look at the Cordero Pattersons. You look at, you know, Tariq Cohens. You look at, like, these types of players with really good speed are looked at as weapons. And so I think he could be utilized in the right offense in a Tariq Cohen role, in a James White role, in a Duke Johnson, the role he should be in. Um, you know, these types of players, I think he fits really, really well in that kind of mold. And in that case, and a guy that I'm going to be able to take in the third round of most of my, um, you know, start or uh, rookie drafts, a guy that I think could end up becoming one of those types of players where it only takes one play to make your day, I'm interested. So I think um, Mini Booger. That's what we're going to call him. Um, I think he needs to be – he needs to go to a good team. He needs to go to a team that doesn't need a running back. And, Garrett, you're absolutely right. He needs to go to a place where he could be utilized as a weapon and not forced into a role of necessity. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what – he needs to go to a place that the majority of the dynasty community is going to think is a bad fit. Um, a New Orleans, uh, San Francisco – they have a dirge of running backs there. Um, I think he plays a little bit bigger than he really is. He's got good burst, good balance, um, decent between the tackles. The breakaway ability is definitely there, like Garrett said. One thing I did say is his, his running style cannot be described as smooth at all. Uh, I thought it was really jerky. And I think that he could cut, if he could smooth out his running abil- ability and just make a decision and go, I think he could be an even better player. Um, got some great cuts, but... There's a lot of times where it looked like he was just trying to do too much, I think. Um, so stats-wise, we'll get into that. Total, 23 games. So low mileage again, 245 carries, 1,648 yards. He averaged 6.7 yards per carry, 12 touchdowns, 24 grabs for 199 yards, 8.3 yards average, and one touchdown. Um, he did have an ankle injury last year that limited him. He he still played 11 games, but only 614 yards, and he went down two and a half yards per carry from the prior year. So that's another reason why I think he should have went back for another year. Um, That being said, with some of these other guys going back, maybe a team reaches for him. It's always possible, right? Yeah, I I think it's possible that somebody reached for him because he has that type of speed. If he comes to the combine healthy, he can rise up the draft boards. One one uh, last thing on him before we move on to the next running back. Uh, I actually did think he was going to return. Uh, the reason I believe, and, and I haven't heard any interviews or anything like that, uh, but the reason I believe that he came out uh, was twofold. One, Maryland is kind of a sinking ship. Um, it's, not, think? It's, it's not a respected program right now. Um, but two, uh, he wasn't really being utilized. Him and Javon Leake split carries this year. Um, and he was really featured early on, and then they kind of just faded him away. And so I think the way he's looking at it as is, you know, they're not they're not utilizing me well. Um, and I think if it if this continues next season or uh, even a fifth season, 
then realistically my, my draft stock is going to plummet. So I'm, I'm going to get out here while people are still somewhat excited because I don't have any idea what's going on here. That would be my guess. That's just me reading between the lines. You know, he could have also done a Keyshawn Vaughn and transferred. transferred and played another two years. Yep, he could have. I mean, he's only – I think he's only 20. Yeah, correct? he's pretty young. Yeah, so he would have been a good option. But, um, hey, here we are, and best of luck to him. So, any does anyone have anything else to add before we move on? No, I'm good. No? Okay. Um, so, our next running back, and this is a good one, we have – Algiers Jameel William Dillon, also known as A.J. Dillon. Algiers? That's, his, that's what the A stands for in A.J. I, I'm, oh. It's A-L-G-I-E-R-S. Algiers, right? Sounds right. Okay. Kind of like Algeria, but with an S. Oh, that's, that's pretty smart. So he is six foot, 249 pounds. He's 21 years old. Um, and he is also one of Garrett's players and favorite players in the draft. So we're going to start with him. I know usually we defer to him last, but you know, Garrett, I know you're just really chomping at the bit to talk about Algiers. So go ahead. If you draft AJ Dillon, we're no longer Garrett, friends. Garrett like, will give you that, a hug in that, person. That's all there is to it. Like you know, like I, I probably won't look at you directly in the eye anymore. Uh, I'll lose. I'll lose a lot of respect. Uh, no, it, it's nothing against AJ Dillon. Uh, I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Uh, I cannot remember a player that came in with a decent amount of hype that I was so deflated after watching him. Um, here's a guy that is like 240, 250, big dude. I and and I've watched five full games uh, and parts of others. I don't remember him trucking anyone. Like, nobody. Like, how are you that big and not utilizing that to your advantage and just bolt? Like, Mike Allstott, lower your shoulder and just run people over. He, he just does not do it. And even there, like, yes, he falls forward, which is, which is a good trait to have. But when you're that big, of course you are. But he almost never breaks that, that tackle. You know, when he, when he hits somebody, it's usually that's, that's where he's going down. He's not breaking a lot of tackles. And so for somebody that, you know, is is big but really doesn't utilize it at all isn't that great in the passing game um i don't know what they're like i don't know what redeeming quality he has that would get me really excited um all i can say is he should have played for lehigh instead of boston college because their uniform color is brown which is poo just like his game Woo. but oh. <laughs> Chev, would you like to talk about A.J. Dillon, maybe? <laughs> nah, I mean, you guys probably uh, hit it on the head pretty good. I mean, he's just a big physical back. I mean, he's 240, 250, like Garrett said. I mean, he's going to be hard to get down either way. But like Garrett said, didn't really see him truck anybody. Like, uh, you would think somebody with that big of uh, a body would. So, I mean, uh, passing game, not even existent in his uh, game. So, I mean... I mean, he has no shift to him, it looked like to me. I think he'd rather just, just plow forward and see what he can get rather than trying to put a juke move on. I mean, just the speed just not all there either. So, I mean, not somebody that I will be looking for drafting this next season. Okay. Um, would you pick him up as an undrafted free agent, like a stash maybe? He would have to go to a pretty good place and okay. hopefully – somebody gets injured probably that's the only reason i can see him playing 
All right. Uh, Porkman, your thoughts? Are we in agreement on this guy here? Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's not good. Um, <laughs> I was hoping me, you were just going to leave it with that. I guess the, the only thing that I could say that was positive to what I saw was his pass protection, which was average. Uh, I really didn't really see anything. I think he probably has the slowest spin move I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And uh, I, I didn't. I guess the only the only thing I can say is if he goes to a good team, he needs an above average offensive line because the only thing he could do is run straight. He has no. He's not shifty. He doesn't do any jump cuts. He doesn't do nothing. He just mm-hmm. runs straight. So yeah. I don't. I, mean, I, I was I was lumbering trying to watch him, and it was just like <laughs> okay, I'm falling asleep. He's like lulling me to sleep. Oh yeah, two yard run. Oh, I'm up. Three yard run. I'm up. Okay, uh, I, let's I go fell to the next guy. When I watched this film, <laughs> um, what's that? Garrett, did you did you have something you wanted to add to that? No, I, I was gonna say best case scenario. Uh, I think he honestly should should become a fullback. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure that he can play running back well at the next level. If he does, uh, maybe maybe a, a situational goal line back where you know he he gets two carries a game and they're inside the three-yard line um, because he is big and he does fall forward. But uh, that's that's best-case scenario. Okay. Um, yeah, for yep. me, I don't think he's a three-down back. He would be a traditional, quote-unquote, two-down back with, um, you know, a Tariq Cohen-esque guy behind him to be the third-down guy. If he does do any cuts, it's a one-cut thing. You know, he pretty much finds the hole, hits it, and – Yeah, that's it. I mean, he did have some high volume, too. We'll just get into his stats. So he had 35 games played in college, 845 carries for 4,382 yards. So we're looking at all these other players, and we're seeing pretty high average per carry. Eight yards, seven yards. He's at 5.2. Did have 38 touchdowns. Now, receiving – you got to be a complete back in the NFL. 21 catches for 236 yards, 11.2 yards per catch, and two touchdowns in three years. Oh. That's that's why he should have played for Lehigh, because the color is brown. You know, he's like a skid mark in your underwear. How about you just apply for the XFL? He'd be good. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Go play with He'd Antonio Cavill. Yeah, or go yeah, play exactly. in the CFL. They like washed up American players up there, too. There you go. Okay, um, next guy. Next. We're, getting some, we're getting into some man crushing here. Porkman, you're going to lead us off on Zach Moss. He he. Five foot ten inches, two hundred and twenty-two pounds, out of Utah. So I think I think we like this guy, don't we, Porkman? Yeah, this is the guy that uh, that really showed a lot to me while I was looking at tape. So Chef, this is the guy. Give I was, him the pork. I was loving on before I looked at. Oh my god. He's um as as I'm watching him, so my notes here, I just have a good jump cut and his stiff arm is really, really good. Um on the cow tape, he put like this James Harden step back move on uh one of the defenders <laughs> and I almost fell off my seat. I freaking loved it. Um he hits the hole when he's in the backfield. I feel as though he hits the hole and he he doesn't even think about it. 
but being patient as well. He's like he has that little bit of patience, not like Lev Bell or anything, but he's back there. He looks where he has to go. He understands blocking schemes, and um, he has a nose for the end zone. Uh, what else did I have here? Um, he also has good hands as well. Um, his let's see, great hands. Oh, he said game versus Kyle. He helped out. There was one play that was a broken down play. Um, the quarterback, of course, watching this tape, quarterback play is terrible watching these running backs. But uh, he fumbled the snap. Zach Moss got in the middle of the field, caught the ball, and just jetted. And that was a good speed. The only problem I have with him will probably be when the combine hits. I don't think he's going to do too good with the 40. But... I think he's going to be one of those sleeper running backs that the average person doesn't know about, like uh, like the Devin Singletary's of the world from last year, or like Kareem Hunt's from years before, years prior. That's going to play very well in this league. Okay. Um, or like an Alexander Madison. Almost. Yeah, something like him. Yeah. Okay. I think Garrett's a fan of his. I do. I love Madison. Still do. Um, me too. I wish he was a starter somewhere. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, He's good. You never know. Maybe Dalvin Cook doesn't resign at some point, so you never know what's going to happen. Um, Chev, yeah, your thoughts I, I, on just Zach like Porkman said, I mean, I loved everything he said. I mean, uh, he's got good contact balance. The patience is uh, kind of what I saw too. Uh, Le'Veon Bell esque. I mean, he's looking to see where he's going to go. He's reading his blocks and he hits that hole and he gets going. Uh, I love the way he's using the pass game too. I mean, he has solid hands. Uh, looks like that was uh, one of their strong suits too, getting him the ball in open space. Um, Actually, Utah's QB, sometimes he would hand the ball off and he would actually go out and block for him. So, I mean, that was that was pretty impressive uh, just to watch that, see that they actually care about uh, the success of the run game and the passing game through that. And then also I just love how he'll throw his hat in the fire. I mean, he's not scared to get physical. Uh, he's out there. He's, he can do it all. Uh, but just that contact balance and the patience, I mean, it was something that really stuck out to me watching his film. Yeah, no. The only thing that <clears throat> another something he has to work on too is when he gets to the second level. I think he needs like a like a dead leg move or something like that, or a nice little shimmy, and it just doesn't truck people because mm-hmm. that don't work. That don't work in the league. But he, I feel as though he can develop and and be that guy. Um. Hey, Garrett. Question. Yes, sir. You know how the um <clears throat> the Ravens do that big trust thing? Yep. Do you think we should come up with something like that for the podcast? <laughs> Uh, you know, honestly, I think, you know, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so no. Well, I'm, I'm going to just say that Zach Moss is a my guy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm not going to do the big trust whoop whoop. Like that was, that was too much. I just wanted to say whoop whoop, but, um, so <laughs> well, get, I did it for you. Go ahead. Get, get it out. Get it out. Mike, get the, get the whoop. whoop oh, out. come on. No, it's, it's ruined now, but your thoughts, <laughs> your thoughts on Zach Moss, Garrett. Oh man. Zach Moss is, if you were to get on, uh, your classic, uh, NCAA 2014 and you were to create a running back and make him a, uh, a balanced running back and, Make sure everything is at like 75 to 80. Like that's Zach Moss. He is uh, very, very solid all the way through. Uh, there's not a lot of gaping holes in his game. 
most of the things he does, he does it efficiently. Uh, really, really probably the best, other than maybe Jonathan Taylor, between the tackles. Uh, he gets what's blocked. And sometimes that sounds like a negative thing, uh, but there's a lot of players that get a little too cute sometimes. And he does a good job of, of reading the block, get what's blocked, and every once in a while he'll get a little bit more. Um, I think especially for a guy that's probably going to be a third, fourth-round guy in the NFL draft, I think he's one of the safest prospects. And I could see an NFL team really, really liking him and just saying, this guy could be a really steady running back for us. Um, you know, kind of – and we brought up to Alexander Madison. If you take away a little bit of the uh, uh, the – reckless abandon that Madison plays with there are some there are definitely quite a few similarities in their game so I was a fan of Zach Moss as well um thank you guys I thought he 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 was he can be elusive but not overly elusive he is pretty hard to bring down um running style is a little twitchier uh his legs don't stop which is important to me he can turn nothing into something but sometimes I would like to see him just take what's there and not lose yards. Um, he doesn't shy away from contact either. So let's look at his stats, though. Did play four years, 46 games, 712 carries, 4,067 yards, 5.7 yard per carry average, and 38 touchdowns, 66 catches for 685 yards, 10.4 yards per catch, and three touchdowns. So 712 carries for 4,067 yards. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, give him the carries that Algiers Jameel William Dillon had. And he would have had a lot more. Yeah. Significantly more yards. I mean, A.J. Dillon had only about 300 yards more on 133 more carries. So, yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. And <clears throat> to piggyback off of your stats, um, you said he had 38 touchdowns total, right? That's rushing touchdowns. He had three yeah. receiving. Yeah, and he had 15 t- rushing touchdowns last year. He so did, yeah. That's that's amazing to me, a six yards a clip. Yeah, so his uh, freshman year, 382 yards. So it looked like he was just kind of working his way in. But then every year after that, over 1,000 yards. And last season, especially good at 1,416 yards. So his uh, yard per carry it went up every year too four and a half five and a half six point one well and then six point oh went down point one but it's still good uh one thing i will throw out there just to keep an eye on if he's a guy you draft uh he has had some knee issues he missed uh the last five games of 2018 uh with some knee issues that he's had so hopefully that's not something that's reoccurring but it's, it's something to at least keep in the back of your mind okay does anyone have anything else to add? Oh, my, my loving is over. All right. Well, now it's my turn. We're going to go to my guy. So I'm not going to lie. I saw the name, and I didn't know how to say it. I thought it was Lamical, but it's Lamichael Piran. There's no E in there. Beautiful baby Lamical. Just keep it. Just keep. Just say it like that forever. Six pounds, eight ounce Lamical Piran. <laughs> So I'm going to go first on this one because he's my guy. I thought he was an above average receiver. I watched he he did go to Florida, 5'11", 218 pounds. Don't know if I throw that out there. So he's up against some really good competition in the SEC. 
ever heard of it. Um, he is a guy that he'll be behind the line, behind the line for a little bit, and then all of a sudden he's in the end zone. Just gone. Blazing fast. He is a tough runner, a quick decision maker. Um, he could do more receiving-wise than just catch screens. He could run routes. He did that. Um, I liked his lateral ability and cuts, and he's really good in the open field. So i um, curious to see what you guys think about good old Lambical pork, man. Uh, <clears throat> you said 5'11"? Yes. He, he looks taller than that to me. I mean, he looks like the, uh, he runs kind of high, which really isn't that safe as a running back. So, I mean, you got to get run behind your pads. That's the only thing I can say negative about him. But you hit everything on it pretty much. He's a very, very smooth. Like, he looks, and he runs a lot of routes. He looks like a, um, kind of like a carry on Johnson type of runner. Okay. Somebody that has really good hands and runs very, he runs very good routes. I thought he was a run a receiver because on a lot of the tape, he was out wide, like as an X, X or Y receiver. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, you pretty much hit everything. So, you know, that's your man crush and everything, but it, it is. He, I got to, I'm not going to lie. I saw the name. I thought it was kind of goofy. I'm like, well, I'll see what this Jag has got going on. And, I put the tape on. And I'm like, oh, all right. Look at well, you, little amical. I was hoping he. It's, I don't know. He's probably uh, related to Samaje because that that Piran isn't very. Uh, yeah, they they are related. They're not brothers. I think they're like second cousins. Second cousins or once like removed type yeah, stuff like that. Something or like four times removed. Like they're twice baked potatoes or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? What? I'm what? Potato. And I'm like. So this guy, You're making so, me hungry. Put some bacon uh, on that. I'm watching a film and I'm like, this dude's name is Lamical, and then the one guy's love Michael P. Ryan. I'm like, oh, you ruined it for me, man. Maybe he messed up. I was all excited. Watch it with the so, audio off next time. Yeah, maybe he did. Um, so Garrett, is he going to be better than his kindred spirit, Samaje P. Ryan? So it's been interesting because uh, there's a lot of people that I respect their opinion. Um, you guys being two of them. Uh, a couple other guys that I, that I I respect their thoughts and that really like him. I don't I haven't seen it, so I feel like I need to go back and watch more. Um, and, and that's that's often what I do. If there's there's people that I respect that really like him and I'm not seeing it, typically that means I need to dig in deeper. I need to watch more. Um, I wasn't that blown away. I thought he I didn't think he was very elusive. I think his his hips were kind of tight. Um, I, I do think he was a good receiver. Um, he, he doesn't have game-breaking speed, uh, but I would say he's he's average to above average uh, in that department. Uh, he, he wasn't overly strong uh, and powerful. I, I don't know. I, I'm just not getting the same uh, vibes that everybody else is getting out of him. So uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you guys, and uh, I'm going to go back and watch him again and see if I'm, I'm picking up something that I was missing the first time around. But, yeah, right now I'm just kind of kind of meh. So, for me, there's something about this guy where I watch him and I feel like he's going to be a better NFL player than college player. That being said, he doesn't have a ton of carries, only 493 over a four-year career. His high in carries was as a sophomore at 136. Two years ago it was 134, and last year it was 132. So... Not a ton of mileage on him. So 493 carries, 2,485 yards. He's never had 1,000 yards rushing in a season. As a junior, he ran for 826 yards, 
5.1 yards, I'm sorry, 5 yards per carry average, 22 touchdowns. Now, here's what I like about him. 72 catches for 674 yards, 9.4 yards per carry or per catch, and 8 touchdowns over his career. That's that's pretty impressive, I'd like to think, in the SEC. That's a lot of catches. That, yeah. That is a lot I, of catches. I'm almost on the same boat so. with Garrett at the moment. Like, I really wasn't too wowed by uh, his film. Maybe I need just to dig in more, like he said. Um, uh, like you guys said, he's versatile. at wide re- He can move out and play wide receiver. Uh, I think he's pretty quick. He has good hands. So, I mean, the stats prove everything I just said. I mean, I think I can see him being more of a receiving kind of – I don't even a, a back, but also can go out to wide receiver. I really don't know what to call him, but I, I, I like Gary said, I wasn't very wowed by uh, his film. Maybe I just need to dig in a little bit more. And but I, 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 I'm gonna trust you guys for a little bit until I watch more film. Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. I will take Lamical P Ryan over Travis right, Etienne right now. Are you drunk? You better. <laughs> well, Etienne's not. <laughs> <laughs> Etienne's not going to be playing in the NFL this year. Uh, I will trade. If it's a Debbie League, I'll trade P. Ryan for Etienne all day. I'll throw I'll a pork sandwich. Duh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> you made it seem like it was a bad thing. Yeah, like, listen, that pork sandwich, I was full for like six hours after eating that pork sandwich, man. Pork man, you gotta oh, tell no. you gotta tell the listeners the, uh, the uh, crazy fact that you told us this week about about your family and this this uh this old pork sandwich. Yeah, yes. my uh my wife is uh she doesn't eat pork, which is kind of ironic cuz uh, <laughs> I am the pork man. Um how does the only Mrs. reason pork she doesn't eat it. She eat actually, it. I, well, she she used to eat it. She um she used to get pork chop sandwiches like once a week and I'd be right there with her. But <laughs> they gave her a really bad headache, so she had to she had to cut back and stop. But that don't stop me. Dude, I got, I got, I got a, yeah, power. I'll be fine too. If I get a headache, just take a freaking towel. You'll be good. So, pork man, you know we're we're pretty much done. That was our last um, running back of the day. Would you like to tell everybody how you got the name Pork Man? <laughs> okay, so uh, I know I was going to come up one of these days. Um, one time my boss he was off for uh, off for the week, and one of my general managers came in. It was like, yeah, we're switching this uh, box of bacon. Uh, the other one costs a little bit more, but she says something about it doesn't have too much fat on it. The only problem is it was a hundred dollars a case. So I ordered it. My boss came back off his vacation, and he looks at the invoice and he's like, he's walking up to me like he's Vince McMahon, like pissed off, like he's about to fire me. He was like, yo, it's a hundred dollar case of bacon. Were you pork man or something? And that's how it came about. And I had to explain it to him. He didn't yell that's at me. That's awesome. And, and it just stuck from there on out. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I was like, oh, that's, that that kind of sticks. And I'll just put it on everything. It just works, though. It does. And it's funny because I'm only 200 pounds. I'm not like I'm, you know, huge. Yeah, like you're, you're normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? like I, I don't know. But it just works well for you. So. Um, does anybody else have anything else they would like to add? Would you like to just talk nonsense for about 10 minutes? Or should we sign off? It's up to you guys. I know Noah Borchev's got a, got a verse for us. I do. He does. That is true. But before we get to the verse, 
Um, what would you guys like to talk about next? Wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks? Got, got a couple of good kickers coming out. Um, that might be something that we look into because I know kickers win leagues for a lot of the teams, uh, especially the Bears. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, we could go to our resident kicking expert, Shevin Nooney, then when it comes time. But um, what do you guys think? Should we do wide receivers? We might need a little bit more time to prep for wide receivers. There's going to be a ton of them. Yeah, a, this class is good, too. Yeah, we could do tight ends. That show should be all about 10 minutes. Yeah, it's about what, three. No, it's more than that. But um, you could probably just do tight ends, and then we can run to the receivers. You could probably do receivers at the, uh, the last ones because there's so many. You're going to need like maybe two or three episodes for that one, right? Yeah, what do you guys think about that? That's fine with me. We can do tight ends. Okay, great. Because uh, then probably won't take as long to scout them, so we can start wide receivers. Look at that. See? This, this is democracy on the Dynasty Rewind. That's how Teamwork. it gets done, ladies and gentlemen. Teamwork makes the dream work. All right. Um, Chev, yep, what do you so got I'm going to be coming out of Luke 3. And it's going to be 11 and yep, just 11. So it says, the man who has two tunics is to share with him who has none. And he who has food is to do likewise. Um, so for me, uh, this verse has just kind of struck my heart a little bit. I was just reading it at church uh, in our Bible group. And I was already thinking about the homeless and how I can make a difference in Phoenix. Because uh, th- just yesterday I drove down a street and tents were filled with the down the street on the side of the road. And I mean, I, I can't picture myself uh, being homeless and not having a bed to go to or a, a roof to put over my head. So uh, be thankful for what you have. Uh, do more for others that aren't in the same place as we are. Um, I know for me, that's me making a couple PB&Js and just keeping them in my car just in case. Uh, have a couple waters handy. Uh, maybe even some Starbucks gift cards for them to go get a fresh coffee on a, a chilly morning. I mean... Uh, just for me, that's that's something I took out of this verse, and uh, just just want to help out the community more, and just be able to help people that uh, don't have the same amount of um, maybe things I have. I guess I don't I don't really know how to explain that, but uh, just being caring of people around you uh, that aren't as fortunate as yourself. I love it, Chev. It's a it's a good message, and um, you know, Garrett. You also spread a good message every week on Twitter, correct? Yeah, I try try to make sure I get it out every week. Sometimes it's uh, – Christmas threw me off. It was every week other than, like, the Christmas, New Year's time. But uh, Faith and Fantasy good. Football, um, do uh, just, just about 10 minutes or so uh, talking about uh, different things that are going on in the fantasy football world and how it applies to uh, some of the things that we see in Scripture. That's great. So this, this is a really a great show. You know, we got we got two guys like you – just spreading love, spreading the good word. Got a guy named Porkman. And then uh, we got a guy that wants to fight everybody. So it's really a, a mishmash of I like it. just craziness. Hey, did you guys see or hear about that video of Julian Edelman oh jumping down on a car? I heard about yeah, it. I, I didn't that. see it. I would love if Julian Edelman on my car because then the internet would get a video of Julian Edelman getting the crap kicked out of him by me. Okay, <laughs> You'd probably hit him with a transmission or something. Yo, transmissions are heavy. I don't know, but when you get mad, you get strong, you know, like so, the Hulk. That's true. Dude, that's a good point. So this one dude, um, he works at another shop, but they don't do trans repairs. We do at our shop. My boss does a master tech, 
and it was a 5R 55E, which is like uh, what you would get in a like a early 2000s Ford Explorer, like a Ford Ranger pickup, or even some F-150s with a smaller engine. Uh, probably a little bit more detail than anybody needed, but um, so he came to pick it up, and it was on the Transjack. And he's like, can you help me carry it? And I was like, yeah, I'll grab this end. You grab that end. And I was really busy. And he just stands there and stares at me for like 10 seconds. I was like, like you, you want to do something? He goes, well, how do you want to do this? I was like, you know what? Just step aside. So I grabbed the whole thing. I just picked it up and walked it over to his truck. I'm like, there. It's in your freaking truck. He's like, well, I would have helped you. He's like, well, you were standing there. What do you want from me? I got work to do. My back did hurt the next day, but I got that power, is. power though, <laughs> bro, showing out. Look at you, the power, it's, power. <laughs> when I'm when I'm working, just stay out of my way. You know what I mean? Like I got to get my stuff done, so I go home to my girls. That's all I care about. So don't just stand there with a stupid look on your face. Like Shevin's helping the homeless, and I'm telling people to stop giving me a stupid hey, look. Do you, Mike? Hey. That just means you got to. I'm not gonna right. fight you, so you're good. <laughs> hey. Sp- Hey, speaking of work, do you guys ever look at your coworkers and go, I can't wait till I don't have to look at you every day? Well, the good part about me is that I'm on the road, so the only person I see is myself. Yes, discount water enthusiast, Phil yep. Porkman Simmons. Discount, yes. Deer Park, Poland Spring, Nestle Pure Life, Ooh. all that stuff. I can't Stay afford- hydrated. I, you might as well be driving around with Fiji water, man. I can't afford that. I get Costco brand water, hey, two ninety nine. Costco. Hey. It's fine. Hey, whichever fits your budget. But, hey, we bring it to you. I'm surprised that my wife doesn't buy, like, $100 cases of water. Because it's like, you know, we use that for chorus formula. Um, I guess you're supposed to use bottled water. And for her, she says only the best for Cora. I mean, I could be walking around with a shirt that has one sleeve on it. And she'll be like, oh, you're fine. You don't need a new shirt. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's one of those things. It's like, oh, all right. Sun's out, gun's out. I'm with you. Yeah, the, dude, I just, there's no guns. It's just, it's, <laughs> bad. it's bad. So. Hey, there's a gun in there somewhere. It's like the cricket from Men in Black. It's, it's, it's in there. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's there. It's somewhere. So I think that is enough nonsense for the evening, courtesy of me. Um, so, Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? At FF Porkman. D boy with an I. Um, America's Sweetheart in Hashtag National Treasure in Fantasy Bachelor. Oh, my gosh. Uh, at <laughs> Dynasty Price. You can find me at the Bauer 85 and please follow the show at Dynasty Rewind, and make sure you give us a great rate and review, and please subscribe. Not only that, be kind, please rewind. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.